Welcome to Peter's Podcast, where we talk about real yoga, actual happiness, and deep living. Thanks for joining me. Namaste. Uh, yoga requires a little bit of what I would call trust um, because it has a philosophy to it and it asks you to trust the philosophy at least enough that you practice what yoga practice is. But then, if you do the practice, the practice then is serving to validate the philosophy, right? So there's never a yoga without practice. The practice serves to give you your own experience. And then you take your experience and you look at what the philosophy said or was or is, and then you interpret or justify or validate or alter or tweak your understanding of that philosophy. So if you look at all of the texts of yoga, all of the major ones have these big commentaries, right? Like you pick up the Bhagavad Gita, it's a short little book, except with the commentaries, it becomes this big little book, right? And most of the book is commentary on what it says in the short little book. But we're all invited in yoga to do that, right? You're asked, in fact, to have practice, do the work of practice, which in Sanskrit is translated as tapas, right? Do the purifying things that you're supposed to do. And then the second component of it is to study yourself. Okay, so what did that do? Right? How is this working? How am I working? What's going on with me? And in the Yoga Sutras, which describe those two steps, that second step is supposed to give you an understanding of okay, how do I get to yoga? How do I do the thing that the philosophy is talking about? So you're not only, not only invited, but you're, it says this is the practice, right? You do the practices, try them, do them, do them when they're even difficult, and then see what happens and what is your route then to finding yoga, finding the thing the philosophy is talking about. And along that path, you find out that part of it is your work. But then there's another part of it that is a kind of letting go or an allowing, which the philosophy also talks about. And 
I, I bring this up because I want to talk about Tantra and Tantrikas have this beautiful philosophy about the nature of us, that we are here in this earth, in this planet, having our lives, these 80 something years, right? How Nichelle Nichols just died, she was 89, right? So rich, full life and also, there is this unbound thing that is even bigger than the billions of years that the universe is old. So we've got our little experience, then we've got this bigger universe, then we've got something that the philosophy says is even beyond that, bigger than that. Oneness, in fact, it's called, right? or Brahman, to use the Sanskrit. So we're looking for the way in our practice to have all those things. And tantrikas would say, okay, here's how you do that. You have this philosophy that gives you a kind of a map or a structure or a, a, like a target almost, a way of orienting, and then do practices and the practices are going to shift your orientation toward things. They're going to take your normal way of seeing things and blow it up, right? And when it blows up, then you have this experience of yourself from a different perspective, from the perspective of that unbound nature, which they propose is part of who you are, what you are as part of the universe. And that's part of the letting go, that I personally am not going to control all of the stuff and figure everything out. There's a, I can go so far and then I have to let go. And that's when I will have this other experience, this experience of this other aspect of what I am. And then the other beauty of Tantra is that's not just the end of the story then. Right? Like you, you, you blow up and then you're just floating somewhere. But then you come back into life and life becomes a part of the, all of it. Right? So it's like turning two different ways. I've been spending a lot of time um, around the gaming world, like video gaming world, because I'm working for a company that's trying to make people who game a lot healthy. And part of that involves having them med meditate and do yoga. But I found it very fascinating to think about how games relate to what we do as life. Right? In, in the ancient writings, they talked about this part of life where we each have our, you know, I'll say 100 years because some people got a little nervous when I said 80 years. So let's, let's say we have many, many, many years, millennia probably. And then, but like during that time, certain rules apply, right? There are certain limitations on unboundedness that apply. And that used to be called in the ancient writings, like the dance of life, 
or lila, to use the Sanskrit, right? So you had this dance of life in which we all got incarnated, we all had a story, we came to the end of that story, then we, we left this particular plane, according to the ancients, you know, we come back as something else, and then so and so, it just continues like a game. Well, I mean, if you look at a video game, you come in, you have some limitations, you can move certain ways, you get a certain score, and then you go up to the next level, and then you do some more, right? So it's, it's interesting to think about how we have this limitation-based reality that we're in. And so one of the great gifts that the tantrikas gave us is they helped us to understand the rule book of this game of life. They said, okay, here's how it works. You have consciousness you're aware. What are you aware of? You're aware of five elements. These five elements mix together, get blown into motion by the Big Bang, and zoom, there's life, right? Here we are living with five elements swirling around. If you can understand them, the way to win the game, right, is to learn how to use these elements how to work with these elements, how to master these elements. So almost all of Tantra starts with, these are the five elements. This one does this, this one does this, this one does this, this one does this. We perceive this one through this sense. We act on this one through this physical part of ourselves. And as you come to get more and more in tune with that, when you see stuff in your world, in your game board, you start to go, oh, right, there's earth at play, right? There's fire at play. There's the wind at play, the air element at play. There's space at work, right? And so forth. And so you start to be able to see a little bit more how things are. There's not this overwhelm of so many things going on it breaks down to five elements interacting. And you're part of that same structure, right? So we have consciousness fueling it, observing it, but we have these five elements in us. And one of the big lessons or challenges, and Alan's been really harping on this lately, is to remember how much of this is the game. Right? Like we have a personality, a mind, a who am I sense, right? Sense of ourselves as individuals and so forth. This is all part of the game. This is all part of the five elements. Right? The only part that's not in the game is the awareness that we have. So in our practice, we we use our knowledge of the elements and the forces that power them to step outside of that experiencing. And the other thing that Alan's always saying and what he's really been working on this past month is like, you can't understand that stepping outside of your mind and experience with your mind. And here's where the trust part comes in. 
So you have to trust that there's a something that you're not going to understand with your mind. And that could just be like a self-fulfilling delusion, except for the fact that practice is involved. So the practicing then gives you this other experience. And when you've had that other experience and you've been doing it for a while, then you start to notice the shifting that's taking place in you. I get to watch it happen over and over again because I teach people teacher training. So at a sort of a, an intensive level, they work the practice through, right? And then they shift from it. You can see that in your own self, and that's what the self-study part of practice is about. You do the practices, you watch what happens to yourself, you learn how do I make this happen, and then you notice what changes in your world, in your life, in your experience. And then you personally get to do your own validation of the philosophy. And if you're so inclined, you could write yourself a commentary on one of the big texts of yoga, right? Because now you understand it personally, which is all it's ever about. It's never a religion or a faith or a this or a that. It's a self-realization. So in today's practice, I want to work with the elements. I want to do it on the breath, doing alternate nostril breathing at a deeper level than just for quieting the mind. I want to do it for balancing the elements, which is called a, like a Buddha Shuddhi kind of practice. And we'll do it by taking advantage of something else that Tantrikas taught us, which is that on the breath comes our energy. Right? So as we breathe, we're literally keeping ourselves alive. And we're also taking those five elements that everything is made of and drawing them in. And then drawing them back out again on the exhale. As we are breathing them in, the five elements come in through the nose, right? That's where we're breathing. And the location of the nostrils influences how you are drawing those elements in. So before you ever study yoga, you might think, oh yeah, I breathe, air comes in, right? I get oxygen. Some, I guess I breathe out too, something must happen there. And then somebody says, oh yeah, you're like getting rid of toxins from the bloodstream, right? But in yoga, we know that when we breathe in and we're drawing the breath primarily down low in the nostrils, we're also drawing it down low in the body and it's bringing in the element of earth, right? The stability. That's why when we're um, anxious and somebody says, you, you need to take a breath, breathe in your abdomen, take these full deep breaths and you calm down, you're taking advantage of the fact that you're able to pull in more earth energy by breathing that particular way. If you breathe in in the outer corners of the nose, you're drawing in more of the water element, the element of flow, the, that part of our emotions that's like desire and repulsion. If you breathe in the flare of the nostrils, you're bringing in more fire, more of the transformative element. And this is so commonly known that in 
cartoons, when a bull gets mad, they show the nostrils flaring out to the sides. And then finally, the element of air at the tip of your nose when you're moving about. So as you're like looking for the more ethereal components of uh, things, the sense and what you should be moving toward and what you should be moving away, which was very important when we were hunter-gatherers, right? We'd be breathing in more at the tips of the nostrils. And then finally, the understanding of all this, the ability to even frame any of this through language, through ideas, through uh, created things like music or art, is in the center of the nostril, the space element or the matrix element that we use to shape things, right? Like a beautiful design of an interior. If there's any interior designers in the room. Um, so we're going to do those five elements and focus on them as a way of gaining more mastery of the elements within our living. So we'll breathe in one side, out the other, but we'll focus first on the inner corner of the nose, earth. Then we'll move further out to the outer corner of the nose, water. Then to the flare of the nostrils, fire, then to the tips of the nostrils, the air element or movement, then in the center of the nostril, space. We'll bring the breath in intentionally into each of those spaces, balancing the elements. Then being balanced, it's easier then to have your mind quiet down. So we'll let ourselves go quiet then. We'll bring our focus into Ajna chakra, the middle of the head, the command center is the ancient way to say it. The brain is our modern anatomical way to say that. But really, we're not talking about the jelly that's in your skull. We're talking about your mind, right? So we're going into this space where mind is and then trying to find what's the activity of the mind versus what's the awareness that is noticing that activity. So we're going from a mindfulness thing where you're just saying, oh, there's my thought, there's my breath, there's my this, there's my that, and saying, okay, so who's noticing all that stuff? And to turn to that and allow that to become the point of our concentration. And then we'll sit in that space. That's the place to gain what's beyond the elements. Because consciousness is the thing that is the grossest, the grandest. Say, I use gross in the word of big, biggest thing. That's the Brahman. All right, any questions before we start the practice part? Okay, come on to all fours. We're going to do just a few asana to make it easier to. Uh, to sit and also to start shifting our sense of who we are to become more and more aligned. Sorry about the zooming here. More and more aligned with our energetic component, our subtle body. As you breathe in, curl your toes under, arch and open the cow. As you breathe out, take the tops of your feet to the floor and press away and round the cat. And then continue between the two. 
Expanding your chest open on the breath in and expanding your back up toward the ceiling on the breath out. After your next inhale, as you exhale, take your seat to your heels back to the child's pose. If you like, you could add the saham kriya, sa energy and crown to base, hum energy radiates from kanda near the base through the thousands of lines of energy that power us. And we'll go from here to Bali seal. So come up on your knees. Take your arms overhead. This is Bali pose for those of you who are new. Exhale all the way to the child's pose or the seal pose, we'll call it. Inhale up through all fours and let your hips lower to cobra. If that's a big back bend on straight arms for you, bend your elbows so it's a lower back bend. Exhale back to seal. So there are four poses and we're gonna repeat them now. Inhale, Bali. And exhale the seal. Inhale, cobra. And exhale, seal. And if you're doing the sahamkriya, inhale, sa, energy in crown to base. Exhale, seal, hum, energy radiates. Inhale, sa, cobra pose. Energy in, inspiration. And exhale, seal energy distributes transformation do one more of these on your own breath bali seal cobra seal and then once you're back in the seal Pause for a moment and we'll make our way now into an inversion. Each of these asana are shifting our energy. Now we're gonna turn the energy upside down. So you can do that with downward facing dog. You could do downward dog on your forearms like a headstand prep. You could do the headstand or you could do the headstand and make your way into the lotus in your legs which goes by the name of Raja Padman Kriya. So anything that works for you to turn the line of your spine upside down. And then make your way out of your inversion. If you're in downward dog, you can sit up on your heels when you land. If you're in the headstand, come down anyway, that's convenient. And just take a moment to feel the effects of having been upside down. 
especially if you were doing downward dog, that's just a pose we do sort of willy-nilly in the sun salutations, etc. But here we're really using these asana to feel shifts in our energy. To keep focusing inward, to notice what is this doing to me? How is this balancing me out? To make it easier to sit in meditation. And now sit over onto the right side of your feet. You can hook your right toes over your left ankle and set your left hand down where your feet are. Then raise your right arm to come up and over. We're lengthening through the right side of our torso, which is the pingala nadi. When we alternate our breath later with the elements, part of what we're doing is balancing the pingala nadi and ida nadi, which makes it easier for us to focus inward. Expansion through your right side as you open the chest on that side, and more prana flows there. The energy flows into that side, which we will balance in just a moment on the other side. Go ahead and inhale back up to center, lower that arm down, and then bring your legs around the other way. Maybe hook your left toes over your right ankle, set your hand down where your feet are, and raise the left arm to come up and over. As you notice the expansion through your left side, we're drawing more energy in that side. So the philosophy gives you this map or framework or way to relate, points you at things to notice. And then it's your experience that is the reality. take your reality, your experience, and then the philosophy becomes a living thing. Inhale back upright and lower that arm down. Send your legs straight out in front of you, Dangasana, staff pose. You can set your hands behind. Can't sit up straight without sitting on something. Go ahead and lift your hips a little so you can sit nice and straight and tall. And then sa energy in crown to base, hama energy distributes through the system. Sort of a picture, this Kriya picture movie of how we come to be. It's our breath that brings us into this individual life.
turn that line of energy around during practice, we move away from the individuality, away from the sensory experience, and back toward the wholeness, the oneness, which is the really just a big picture of what we are. Bend both knees, set the soles of your feet on the floor, and windshield wiper your legs right and left a few times, warm your hips up a little, so that if you're sitting in a cross-legged seat, you've got a little bit of lubrication in your hip joints. And then go ahead and find a comfortable seat. Pick a seat that's easy for you. So I invite you, as we do this breathing, to use your hand to help you make this more real, more of a visceral sensation of the inner corner of the nose. So the center line of the nose, inside corner of one nostril is earth. Then if you stay at your face and just move out to the edge of your nose, the outside corner is water, the element water flowing, likes and dislikes. Then up the flare of the nose, the sort of side rounded part of the nostril is fire. And then the very tip inside the nostril, air or movement. And then the space in the middle of the nostril is the element of space. So you can use your finger to hover in those areas or touch those areas to help you feel where we're going and where the energy's moving. If you're uh, having an easy enough time just visualizing that, that's also fine. Okay. So to begin, just take your hands underneath your arms, set your fingers on your side ribs. And we'll begin by just uh, feeling the breath in your hands for a moment. And as you watch your breath in and out through your hands, let your eyes close, let your focus come inward. And over the course of a half dozen breaths, see if it feels like one side of your chest is moving more than the other. And the amount of difference will be subtle, so you'll you'll just have to um, take your best guess. But if it does seem like one side is moving more than the other, you might be able to confirm that at your nostrils. So if one side of your chest seems like it's moving more than the other, see if that same side nostril is moving or is more open than the other. And if you're you're relatively congested, that might be easy to feel. If you're not, it might also be very subtle. So doing the best you can, knowing that this is just a practice, it's not a 
life or death situation, make a guess about which side is dominant in the breath. And then we're going to switch the way your hands are crossed. So take the arm that's closest to your chest and just swap it so that it's now on top. The other arm is closer to your chest. And with this change in the way that the arms are crossed, there's slight changes in the pressure under your arms, slight changes in the pressure in your chest. And this can induce a rebalancing or a change in the dominance between the two sides. So let a handful of breaths go by this way and then test once again Is one side moving more than the other? Or did that balance me out? So if it feels like, okay, now I'm more in balance between the two sides, great, just stay there. If it felt like it was better the other way, cross your hands the other way again. And we'll just take three more breaths with whichever crossing worked more toward your balanced position. And then let both hands release down for a moment. Draw your attention right into your own center. Let your left hand remain on your left leg. You could join your index finger and thumb, if you like, on that hand. With your right hand, bring your uh, first two fingers right up to your forehead. Let them rest on your forehead. Your ring finger, then, will be in a good position to rest on the side of your nose and the thumb on the right side of your nose. And we're going to take uh, one round of alternate nostril breathing. So with your thumb, block the right side, and breathe in through the left side. So all five of those points around the nose are getting fueled by your breath in. Close and block both. Lift your thumb and breathe out through the right side. All five of those points around your nose are getting fueled by the exhale. Breathe back in through the right side. All the energy is coming in. Close and block both. Lift your ring finger and breathe out through the left side. And then go ahead and let your hand down. And we're going to start doing the points around the nose, starting on the left side with earth. So if you want to use your finger, go ahead and touch the inner left corner, inner corner of the left nostril, and breathe in now, just like we did a moment ago. Breathe in the left side. And then switch over to breathe out the right side, same inner corner, so the earth element. And now breathe back in the right side, earth element, and out the left side, earth element. One final time in earth on the left and out earth on the right. Great, let's go back to the left now, and we're going to do the water element. So the outer corner and the left nostril, breathe in water, fueling that element. And now switch to the right side and breathe out water through the right side. Back in through the right side, water, 
and out through the left water. One more time in left water. And then out right water. In right water. And out left water. Great, let's go up to the uh, flare of the left nostril now. We're going to go in the left nostril fire, the element of transformation, and then out on the right side fire, on the flare of the right nostril, back in on the right side fire, and out on the left side fire. And we'll repeat that once more. So in on the left fire, doing the best you can. It will eventually be easy for you to do this. And then out on the right, fire. Back in on the right, fire. And out on the left, fire. Right, let's stay on the left side. We'll move our finger right up to the tip of the nostril. So not the tip of your nose, but the tip of the left nostril. Breathe in air. And then out the right, air, element of movement or wind in right air, and out left air, one more time, in left air, out right air, in right air, and out left air. And now into the center of the left nostril, the element of space, the matrix or the, the, uh, the container of things. Breathe in space. And then out on the right space. In right space. And out left space. Once again in left space. Out right space, in right space, and out left space. Great. Go ahead and let your right hand lower if you've been using your hand. And we'll just breathe evenly in through both nostrils now. And evenly out through both nostrils now. And the next time you breathe in, draw your focus right up into the middle of your head. Take a finger and just tap the point between your eyebrows, or you can press that point, or you might moisten your finger, licking it, and then place the moisture in the point between your eyebrows as a way to hold the focus in the center of your mind. And then let your right hand release down over your leg, Join your index finger and thumb on both hands. And we'll let go here. Your awareness concentrated on your awareness. Letting go of thinking about things, letting go of techniques, letting your face go soft, your jaw relax. I'm gonna be silent now if you get really distracted by things, bring your attention back to this point, tap, moisten, 
and go in again, silently ring the mantra, Om, several times, and then surrender once again. I'll bring us back at the end.
Stay in your meditation, and we'll do that step of bringing this shift in your sense of who you are, this new, not just knowledge, but awareness into your living, the rest of your living, to shift to the way that you are within the realm of the senses. Begin by bringing the tip of your tongue to the roof of your mouth, shifting your energy. Bring your palms together in front of the heart center in the middle of your chest. And as your hands come together, your mind will identify this as touch. Instead, imagine it as the energy of touch. What is it that powers this awareness? Move your tongue behind the upper teeth to the gum line and visualize, intend 
the wisdom, the insight, the shift in your consciousness to flow down from your meditation into the energy that is your hands interacting so that we can use our hands to now distribute this inspiration, this new awareness. Take your hands up over your eyes and send that wisdom and insight into your mind, into Ajna Chakra, the command center. And for time today, we're just going to speak a mantra at each of the chakras as we bring this energy in. Let your palms come together in front of the forehead the mantra Om Namah Shivaya, just to bring that wisdom into you in a way that sends wisdom forward in your living. Om Namah Shivaya. Take your hands down to the throat center and cross hands one over the other. And with your intention now, send the wisdom and insight of your meditation into this headquarters of our own expression, our own creativity in the individual level, so that as we create, as we express ourselves, what we're creating and expressing is wisdom and insight. Om Aim Saraswatye Namaha. Draw your hands down to the thymus gland at the top of your sternum and send wisdom here into this headquarters of our immune system where the T cells that help keep us healthy are formed originally. And let it help us to stay healthy in this time of crisis in our world. The mantra, Om Ram 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 Ramaya Namaha. Draw the wisdom of your meditation down to the Krid chakra, just below the sternum, just above the solar plexus. And here in the abode of the jiva atman, the heart of consciousness that powers our individual awareness. Let your hands come together, palms touching, interlace all your fingers except the middle finger, mantangi mudra which all reinforces the mantra that we're going to use to help us see more clearly what is our purpose, what is our action that we should take. Om Krit Praum Swaha. Draw your hands and the energy of your meditation to the navel, sending it into this fire center for transformation so that we can have Uh, brilliance in our metabolism, brilliance in our mind's activity, brilliance in our actions out uh, in the world. Let your right palm face down, left palm face up. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Draw the energy down to your pelvis. And here we have the headquarters of the water element which is most aligned with things we think of as my own self, my own personality, the things I like, the things I don't like. And all of that can be either an aid in pursuing our path or it can be a distraction that keeps us tied up in ridiculous things. Let rather the former be the case as wisdom flows into the center. 
the mantra Om Dum 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 Durgaye Namaha. And then finally, let your pinky fingers interlace and the next two fingers do the same. Your index finger, the pointer fingers to the earth, your thumbs to the sky. And holding that right in front of your base, let this lowest chakra, the earth center, be filled with inspiration to help you stay stable, to keep you prosperous, to make your work flow well, so that you can always have time and energy to turn to your own evolution. The mantra, Om Lakshmivam Shri Kamala Dharam Swaha. Take your hands to the tops of your thighs and press down there to start really regrounding. And to make sure there are no obstacles to this wisdom and to you turning to the wisdom so that you're doing your practice. Om Gam 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 Ganapataye Namaha. And now start to draw the energy right down your legs, completing our regrounding. Take your hands around, around your knees, down your shins. Unwind your legs if you need so you can get a thumb behind your knee and walk right down the center of your calf. That might feel very tender. That's a good thing in this moment because it helps pull you back into our experiential world, into your body. Hold your ankles tight. Finally, walk five lines down the soles of your feet, align from your heel to each one of your toes. So you're really anchoring down all the way to the earth. And then make your way onto your back for a minute in Shavasana. Lie down, adjust your hips so that your legs can release, adjust your shoulder blades so that your chest feels nice and open, it's easy to breathe, and adjust your head so it's neutral as you take one minute in Shavasana. As you gain an insight, an inspiration, may you find peace within yourself, peace with others, and peace with the forces of the universe that are bigger than any one of us.
ओम शांति 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 Begin to move your fingers and your toes. Run your thumbs across your fingertips. Tilt your head a little side to side. On a nice breath in, lift your arms up overhead and stretch long through your right side, right out through your fingers, right out through your toes, and then through your left side from fingers to toes. Bend your knees, draw them in, and wrap your hands around your shins. Rock a little side to side, and then rock your way all the way up to sitting. Make a fist with your right hand and rest it right below the navel. Take the left on top of the right and gently press in and tilt forward. And if you keep your breastbone lifted, there'll be a holding on from your base and engaging in the base that will help you get a little bit more grounded before we leave our mats. Keep that sense of your own base come upright. Bring your palms together in front of the heart center. Hariyom Om Tat Sat. Have a lovely day. Namaste. Please support Peter's podcast on patreon.com. Review the podcast. And I'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. Namaste. Namaste.